we need to see that even this growth needs regulation. Every teaching regulates you. Every teaching that a mother gives to her children is a kind of regulation. In this sense, the Bible is full of teaching, full of regulation. Such restriction and regulation help you to grow. Witness Lee, an opening word to the full-time trainees concerning regulations and opinions. Chapter 1, Living Stream Ministry. This week, we continue the series titled, Continuing in These Things for Our Progress, with speaking from Brother Gerald Chan on caring for others and preaching the gospel at our places of work. This meeting was held in December of 2011 in Anaheim, California. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. So the third thing I would say that we need to make progress in, brothers um, and sisters, is we need to take care of young ones. All, our, all the times our hands should be occupied with some young ones. In this um, word on the highway to Zion, there is this one verse. At your two altars, even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. I would ask you, dear saints, do you have young? This is one of the functions of the altar, of the two altars, in fact, is that that's where they can lay their young. Do you have some young believers who are under your care that you are taking care of? So this is, many have brought out in the, in the same sharing, we need to have the God-ordained way, you know, to beget, to nourish, to teach, and to build them up. In the homes, you contact these ones, you pick them up, you spend time with them, you cherish them, and you nourish them with the view that they would be brought on in Christ. <laughs> you need to care for the young. Um, this, if you go also to the Song of Songs, you know, you also see the same thing, you know, they talk about the shepherd's tent, about, you know, the... the, the <laughs> I forgot what was the word, the, the young one that you bring to the, sh- sh- the shepherd's tent, you know. Uh, a, a normal believer should always have others that he's caring for. Now, there's one thing that, that, that I feel to say, and, and that is with the young believers, we have to help them to have a regular Christian life or a regulated Christian life. It it is not so um, effective if you just tell them, um, just follow the Lord's leading. If you feel like it, do it. If you don't, don't. (laughs) Well, I'm not saying that we are legal and impose things on on, on others. But if that person is open to be led you need to lead the new believers to have a regulated Christian life. 
It is best to help the young ones to have morning revival every day, not when they feel like it. <laughs> right? It is best to help them to come to certain meetings regularly. Now, you may, this one may be busy or his heart for the church life may only be to a certain extent. That's fine. You don't have to come to five meetings a week. But this one meeting, come regularly <laughs> to help the young ones to live a regulated life. Because the things of life are regulated. <laughs> regulated by life, but also regulated just by the way it is. <laughs> you know, an apple tree just won't grow, you know, 300 feet. It won't. It's regulated. So, I, I feel to help the young ones to, uh, yeah, yeah, if, if I may even say, to, to have some structure to, to their Christian life. I, I feel we have in the past um, suffered a lot of um, ineffectiveness by not being regulated. You know what I mean? We help the young ones, you know, uh, just whatever you feel, you know. <laughs> it is best, I, I, I think, this is my view now, that to, to help them to live the Christian life in a regulated way, in a scheduled way, <laughs> right? In a scheduled way. And you will see life will follow. So, I hope all of us will have in our hands certain ones that we are burdened for, that we are praying for, you know, that we are burdened that they would be brought on, you know, in life. Uh, to see, you know, ones grow in the Lord, you know, to see a new believer, you know, growing, and then to the point that, oh, this one wants to go to the full-time training. I mean, you know, what a joy. Uh, Brother John talked about the joy of, 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 of this one in Rome saying, oh, thank you for coming. Well, equally, I say, uh, if someone would say after your caring for him that he says, oh, I want to you know, go to a full-time training, what a joy, <laughs> right? So we need to be shepherds to care for others. And then... Fourthly, I say, saints, we have to preach the gospel. Now, I'm burdened for this. In the matter of the functioning in the meetings, we have come a long way to recover the universal priesthood. We don't, in our meetings, uh, have one man speaking. We don't have um, a pastor giving a long sermon. We, we don't have that anymore, right? But in the matter of the gospel preaching, I feel we are still not to up to the standard of the universal priesthood. Paul likens, right, in Romans 15, 16, is it? That the, the, um, the gospel service as the work of the priest. Right? So we have to, in this matter, also follow the New Testament that the priesthood and the priestly service 
is universal to all the believers. This last week, I received a couple of emails from two persons, and you know they wrote to say you know sort of uh, uh, year end and greetings. Um, but these two, I would say, in this year, I, together with some saints, had brought to the Lord. And I was touched by the Lord this way. Here is year end. Uh, today's 31st. How many have you brought to the Lord this year? We should be bearing fruit. We should have this sense of debt, right? Every year, we need to bring people to the Lord. And even if we can't make it every year, maybe every other year, we have to bring someone to the Lord. We have to preach the gospel. This is something that is universal to all the believers. No exemption, no exception, and no exemption. (laughs) All the believers have to preach the gospel. And and Brother Tim will share some more, you know, because you're the vine, you're the branches. You're the branches of the vine, and you have to bear fruit. Now, I know many of you, um, you know, uh, um, working ones, you, you have a job. And you must not think that preaching of the gospel is only a job of the full-time serving ones. You know, we have those who serve the Lord full-time, especially on the campuses. They preach the gospel. But you must not feel that that's their job. <laughs> it's not my job. That's their job. I'm a computer programmer. He's a gospel preacher. <laughs> <laughs> You must not, that, that is clergy laity. You should hate that as much as the Lord hates the Nicolaitans. You, as a computer programmer, you have to bear fruit. You, as a mother with some crying little ones, you have to bear fruit. Even though you're not a full-time serving one, you should bear fruit. Now, I know this matter of the gospel, some would find rather daunting and rather scary. Oh, you know, I'm not like Dick Taylor. (laughs) You know, I'm not like Dick Taylor who can just, you know, um, blurb something out to (laughs) anyone. You know, Uh, I can't do that. You know, I'm too bashful. (laughs) <laughs> or oh, uh, I'm too reserved, I'm, you know, uh, that's not my personality. Um, well, you are who you are. Um, but I would say this, dear saints, in, in my experience, um, the gospel is really the fragrance of Christ. We, we, we had this, this uh, one point yesterday, 
of the reality of the body of Christ, Zion, is the corporate living of the perfected God-man who are genuine men but live by the life of the process and consummated triune God, whose attributes are expressed through their virtues. If you are one who live Christ, there will be the fragrance. And brother, you often have used the term aromatic virtues. That the divine attributes would be expressed through the aromatic virtues. Somehow, in your living, and all those around you will smell there is something of... They, they may not know what, but it's God. They'll know this person is different. There is something here. Now, you need to pray. You know, you live before men every day. You know, on your job, you know, or if you're a, a stay-at-home mother, you know, with your neighbors, or you, you live before men every day. There needs to be Christ exuding out of you, not by your deliberately trying, but by the God-man living. And I would say this, saints, in my experience, at some point, you need to pray the Lord will give you the opening. They've been watching you now for, you know, three years maybe. That one, you know, your, the, your co-worker has been working, watching you for three years. Or you just being in their midst. You have been observed for three years. And then at some point, there will be the opening for you to speak something. I would say, you know, these two that I mentioned that came to the Lord this year, both of them, I've known them for some time, but this year something happened and they opened up. And I was able to say something. And in one case, it's a person of very high position and highly educated in a very high position. And I'm not always in the city where she is. And so I coordinate with this sister. I, I told this sister, you know, look her up. And I sent the email, made the introduction. Um, and the sister went to have lunch with her. And the sister told me this time, that they sat down at the restaurant and even before they ordered the food, that one was in tears, so touched by what the sister was saying about eternal life. Never in a million years would I, I didn't think, you know, that was a prime candidate. <laughs> But no doubt, she has watched me for some time. And at some point, something happened, there was the opening. And she opened up and talked to me about some things, right? I think this is not the only, I can tell you, other examples of ones that have 
been around me for some time. And then at some point, there was the opening. And then you speak something. I fellowship with a brother this week who is working. Uh, he has a job in the financial service industry. Um, and he's, you know, we're fellowshipping about what he wants to do. Um, and I reminded him, brother, as long as the Lord put you in that job, there must be some around you that need the gospel. You should not look to your next, you know, thing. You know, he was sort of at a juncture in his life, um, uh, what to do next. As long as you're in that job, there must be some around you who have been watching you, who have been smelling the fragrance of Christ, the aromatic virtues. You need to pray the Lord would bring forth those ones to give you the opening that you can speak something to them. Saints, I'm burdened that every one of us need to bring people to the Lord. Every one of us, we need to give account to the... We need to give account to the Lord. How many have I brought to the Lord? When was the last time you brought someone to the Lord? Right? We have to give account and be burdened every one of us, to preach the gospel and to look to the Lord that our living would express Christ and that the Lord would give us the opening and the boldness to speak something of the gospel so that these ones could be saved. So we have to recover the universal priesthood in the service of the gospel that we all would have many Gentiles to be presented as the sacrifice to God, having been sanctified by the Spirit. Now, the last thing I would say is concerning the service, that you all have to make progress. I'm very encouraged to see many of you entering into the service in the church, in many ways, you know, and the church service is not just arranging chairs or the physical things, but in so many ways, you are entering into the service to you know, serve in the church. Um, the church is resurrectionly. And our service in the church must be in resurrection. The one lesson, saints, that we all have to learn is not to bring our natural man into the church. That has to stay at the entrance, at the cross, at the bronze altar. And the world has to be washed by the laver before we can enter into God's habitation. So, saints, um, in your service, this is the lesson that I think all the time we have to be exercised to be in resurrection so that the church could be resurrectionly 
and your service will be in resurrection. Amen. To build up others and in, in resurrection and to minister Christ as resurrection to others. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.